Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It is Sunday, June third, and this is Mike. We're doing a uh, we're doing a special show today because of busy schedules and a very important guest who is only available on a Sunday afternoon. Um, he's in Miami. I don't know if he's on the beach yet because he told me he was just checking in the hotel. But <laughs> we're going to bring Brian Wimpen on. But I want to do a, a quick promo for the sponsor of our show, Clear Company. I know the uh, I know the sound in the background is a little loud, but we're doing this live on both ends, and so just bear with us. Anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Clear Company. Clear Company is the world's fastest-growing talent management platform, allowing companies to easily hire, retain, and engage A players. Visit clearcompany.com to sign up for a free demo. And as always, we thank them for their sponsorship. Brian, the, the founder of this, of this podcast, welcome back to Drive Through HR, dude. How are you? Oh, Mike, man, it is good to hear your voice. Thanks for inviting me on. I am I'm in downtown Miami. I don't know how I could be a whole lot better, actually. So, <laughs> well, it's been a while. I'm, I'm working. It has been a while. You and I catch up every now and then, but it's been a while since you've been in here. I want to I want to give you like the virtual keys to the studio. The the actual premise of the show is I've been doing a I've been doing a series of podcasts, as you know, for uh, Sherm 18, which starts two yep. weeks from today. Um, we were going to do this show, you know, and kind of store it uh, and then make it the last one. And then um, being the impromptu guy I am, I decided to just do it live today and it'll be out there for folks to listen to. So we'll have a, we'll have a few more shows uh, in the next few days. We'll have Matt Stalick and some other folks. Matt and I are going to talk about roller bags, but but today, I'd like to give you the keys, Brian, back to your studio here at Drive Through HR. Uh, granted, it's a virtual key and a virtual studio, and I'd like to turn the show <laughs> over to you and let you interview me about whatever you have on your mind today. Well, again, Mike, I really appreciate it. It's uh, I, this, you know, Drive Through HR is always has a, a, a big part, you know, a, a piece of my heart locked away. So for the listeners, um, the show actually, the very first show aired February 1st, 2010, was the very first drive through HR show that, that aired. And so it's been going on for, it's been going on for a long time in podcast world. Eight, so eight, that's, eight, that's, eight years, man. Eight, eight years. Isn't that nuts? I love it. <laughs> That's love amazing. It. Love it. And, 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 it, and Mike, you, hey, you, hey, you've been a, a yeah, huge supporter the whole time. So, no, you've been a huge supporter yeah. to evolving to a guest host to actually a host and a partner in the show. So that's a heck of an evolution. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes a daunting, um, like I don't use the, uh, I don't use the old tagline, the high, most highly rated uh, daytime HR, you know, HR. You, you need to say it. I can't even remember what it was. I've never felt worthy of hearing it. How did you use the? How did you uh, use to describe the show? Oh my God! Well, highest it's, rated. It's, I think it's highest rated HR podcast. Something like that. It's the world's most list. I will just call it the world's most listened to HR podcast. <laughs> so it's a it's the global voice of HR. How about that? Let's just take it up and uh, Awesome. 
you know, seriously, so, seriously though, um, I know you're right. I did. I used to. Do, I used to listen to this show a lot while I, you know, because it was a the, the original the original incarnation that you started was you all by yourself. Um, I remember you like reading headlines out of the Wall Street Journal to to, to make up content. Oh my God! You stock. I, I I might be I might be joking a little bit, but I, you you did you, you gave like a daily business update and then you kind of shared your thoughts and then it turned into the the interview show for practitioners and I and that's been the longest running uh, gig I think you know we have like a fourteen hundred and some pieces of content out there. There's there's a lot of shows. My God, yeah. It, I think the only the only one that really is kind of preclude, you know, kind of predates that is as uh, HR Happy Hour. So, um, which is you know still happening and, and a great another great podcast. So, but uh, yeah, because that's about the same time I met you around the uh, end of 2009. We were introduced or, or beginning of 2010. So. Um, it's been, you know, again, opened up an entire world for those that haven't done a podcast, you know, or writing or whatever. It's just, just, just do it. Don't think about it anymore. Just go do it. And it can go a little or a lot. doesn't matter, but it's fun. It's fun to do. And it's fun to do these interviews. So Mike, tell us, I, I just am curious what, like when you woke up this morning, what's the first thing that you started thinking about? How did your day start on a Sunday? Um, I, I just, I, I'm always fascinated by that because I know how my day started. So, but I want to hear how your day started. Yeah. yeah so, so, um, so I have shared custody of a beagle, right? And uh, <laughs> she's with me this, uh, this last 10 days. So the first thing that, the first thing that happened was I woke up and looked at the clock pretty boring but you know like what time of day is it i slept in which is unusual that's cool it was like nine o'clock and then i looked for the dog and she was laying beside me and she pretty much gave me the high sign that dude i've been laying here while you've been snoring and it's time to go outside so i took care of that <laughs> and then you know kind of then kind of checked my own self so the first thing i did was check my phones checking for messages or whatever and then headed off to starbucks like usual got a cup of coffee read the email and you know that's that's my that, i have a, a pretty rigid uh start to the day you know get up take care of business you know at home real quick and then head out to starbucks and get a cup of coffee so that's what i did and just another day <laughs> nothing astounding good other than the beagle yeah well you know what that sounds like a uh that sounds like a a pretty good start to uh start to a sunday so um so, so tell us, actually, tell us a little bit about what you do, Mike. I'm doing a full-on interview here, man. I, I'm in interview mode, Mr. Van Voort. Yeah, no, no, so. no problem. So, so, uh, yeah, so, so what do I do? Uh, I do a couple things. Uh, the, 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 the paying job is I'm the executive director of an organization called Q Inc., which has a tagline, an organization for positive employee relations. And we're actually a 41-year-old uh, a nonprofit, HR-driven, mission-driven uh, professional association that works with employers who want to build great places to work. Not not like the Great Place to Work Institute, but rather to build right. positive employee relations with their work with their workforce, their hourly and, and salary workforce. And we have about 250 members, and we do conferences and educational opportunities throughout the year to 
to help those members who belong to our association share best practices and, and build their knowledge on how to create positive workplaces. And so I'm the I'm kind of the hub of that. I do social media, I do planning conferences, I do this and that. That's that's the day job. And then in in the sort of the passion world that I've lived in and how I met you and how I wound up on this show is I still do a lot of social media stuff. Some of it's for Q, some of it's for other organizations. And um, this particular effort uh, over the last two months or so has been for SHRM and their national conference where I'm a uh, part of their social media blog squad. And there are about 50 other people on there. And I've been trying to do, I've been trying to do a series of episodes of drive through um, to, you know, help, help SHRM, help people that are listening, come to the show, meet the bloggers, uh, promote the promote the conference, and then also, uh, most importantly, give people tips and ideas on how to experience that conference. But uh, I guess, and then the other part of it, Brian, honestly, is trying to figure out, like, like drive throughs has been so, through a number of hosts. You know, we have legacy hosts like William Tincup and Nisha Raghavan and myself. Uh, you know, Robin Schooling has been a guest host. And I'm just trying to carry the torch that you started, I think, because this is still fun. And it's still a great way for me to stay in touch with uh, HR practitioners in areas I don't touch on every day, which I think is a lot of why you started the show back in the day. That is, uh, yeah, no, that's a, and then thanks for kind of giving, you know, for those who are just happened to, to, to tune in or will download it, a little bit of your background and, and kind of the why behind it. But that is exactly right, because I wasn't. I was in HR years before in the 90s um, on the recruiting side and then got into the software side, and that's exactly why I started, you know, I wanted to, you know, I, I was kind of taking, I mean, you had written a blog forever, and it was very well followed kind of around employment, more kind of in the HR employment side of, of things, right. and, I, and, and I, I, I was a horrible writer, right? So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. how am I going to? create content and be able to talk to practitioners. I'm like, I, I'm a decent talker. And, and so let's start a podcast. And so that's literally how I, was my strategy to keep up with kind of meet practitioners and hear what's going on and learn about HR um, without having to write. Right. I mean, that was literally the genesis of, of how that all got going. And so it's just interesting on how many doors, like it's amazing all these years later on how many people, you know, I'm friends with now and have met and, and um, continue to listen to the show and, and, and still acknowledge that it, it added value to people connecting with other people. I mean, that, that was kind of one of those interesting byproducts. So, um, but yeah. So where, by the way, where is Sherm this year? I, I'm kind of removed now because I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the, the healthcare, I'm on the healthcare uh, kind of software, kind of the behavioral healthcare software side of the world now, and not so much, you know, yeah. around HR. So I don't even know the conference is this year. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's in Chicago, um, which is the okay. last time it was in Chicago. Uh, you and I, that was actually the, you, you were sitting in the lobby of a hotel. I think we stayed in the same hotel and you were like, I'm calling Uber. And it's not that I had not heard of Uber, but actually at the last Chicago National Conference was the first time I rode in an Uber, and you were, you, you, you called it. Uh, so uh, weird, weird that little is awesome, memory. Man. But, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Chicago, McCormick Place. I mean, you know that setting, right? And uh, Sure. So, like, uh, 
Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook, the CEO of United, uh, Oscar Minos are a couple of the keynotes. There are there are a couple others whose names elude me now, but there's there Sherm's bringing in like 50, 50 some bloggers uh, again this year to be part of the uh, you know helping to promote that and some are presenting and others are not. But yeah, it's it's big, it's loud, it's, it's Chicago, so you know you know you know that you know you've been there for that, so you know what it's like. I I have McCormick Place is a beast. It really is. So, um, so but that's good. That Chicago is a, a fantastic place for for that conference. I do I do remember that because four years ago, Uber in Uber years was a long time ago. Because I that's was right. one of the first times <laughs> that I had used it. I'm like, this is great because I hate hate using cabs because I just have to like get my guard up and there's so much energy not to get screwed. Um, on something, so I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I just here you go, and they come get you, and it's beautiful. So that's hilarious. So, so Mike, I got to ask you because I I already I already know what mine is. What is your most interesting memory from a Sherm conference <laughs> over the years? <laughs> this is this is a softball question, right? This is uh, so. Uh, <laughs> this is. This, so so uh, my so my so my most interesting memory. Uh, so one that doesn't involve where you're going is being in. <laughs> actually, they were both at the show. So I, I was in San Diego, and I was on a call with somebody from my employer, which was Publix, and I heard this voice like around. You know, we were out. We were kind of out on the back deck of whatever the. San Diego Conference Centers called, and there are a bunch of shrubs. And I, I, I hear this voice, and I go like, I recognize that voice. And so, like, I walk around the, you know, the other side of the shrub, and it's one of my old bosses. Uh, <laughs> so I, I like, I, I like flagged him down and waited till his call was over to say hello. So that was one of them. Uh, the other one involves the same show, where where a guy who started a podcast and said, Hey, I got this screaming deal on a on a room. You wanna share you wanna share oh a room? And, and I was like, Yeah, I, I already got one for a couple of days at the Hampton. It's right there by the beach. But yeah, and how, how much is it? It's forty nine bucks a night. Two. I'm thinking we could stay in downtown San Diego for forty but what the hell is this is Wempin getting me into? And and so we checked in. I went along with it. And we checked into our like bunk bed suite at the uh, at the YMCA <laughs> hostel, right? Which, oh my god! It, it wasn't literally bunk beds. I think it was single queen beds side by side with like a, a switch on lamp. It looked like a jail cell, but it was clean. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, it, was uh. it, it had a free breakfast, which I think was like a kind of a slimy pot of oatmeal or something, but uh, it was, uh, it was like, we stayed there for three days, right? And the, the, the thing that killed me that I couldn't get past is those bathrooms, you had to like walk down the hall and go to the community bathroom that was like halfway up on another floor, right? And the shower oh. and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> but honestly, you knew I was going to get Not my bathroom. Right? <laughs> Yeah, not my well. I can I, It's been long enough now um, that I've, I've worked through all my all my associated trauma with that. 
like not my not one of my best ideas, I might add, but it was definitely a makes for a good makes for a good story. Like it was literally for like the whole week, it was like a hundred and like eighty five dollars for the week. I don't That's know. right. And it was a true hostel. Like we, like I would, I was just a wreck. Like I just didn't sleep well at night because you could see like lights coming under the door. Um, like it looked like we were either in jail or a treatment center, one of the two. And I swear, it, it, just people, it was just bizarre and, oh, my goodness, it was. And, and then the, the bathrooms, I would spend, it would take me an hour to get ready because it would take me 30 minutes to actually, I would, like, wipe the entire bathroom down, head to Florida, <laughs> ceiling with wet, like, wet wipes to try and, like, just emotionally be able to use it. I just, it was, and then we cruised out, and I just, it was a mess. Like I just that was like I was a wreck that at that it, show because it was, it was just a, oh my goodness yeah it was a hot mess that whole trip was it was pretty screwed up <laughs> when I was leaving town the, the flight you know uh, San Diego has like a curfew at, you can't fly after eleven o'clock because you might wake right. some rich dude on the beach up or something right so, so I had a flight out and we got delayed you got delayed you got delayed. So I go to the Delta Lounge, and uh, I'm eating, like, a, a brownie, and I bite into the brownie, and uh, I bust a tooth, like, uh, one of my That's one of my right. front molars. I, I, I bit a nut. Fortunately, it didn't, like, it didn't go to the nerve, but, like, I'm sitting there looking like, you know, Hillbilly Bob in San Diego, and then, then they send us <laughs> over to the, finally to board the plane, and we board, and then they take us out on the runway, and they bring us back, and then they say, we're not going to go. Oh wait a minute! After we've all deplaned, they're like, "Wait a minute! If we can get out of here in five minutes, we can go." And so we all pile on the damn plane, and they they ferry us out to the runway again, and they're like, "Nope." Anyway, it, it, yeah, it, I think I finally got home like forty-seven hours later, and the uh, at, when I when I landed in in Tampa, the the person at the gate, which was Home Airport at the time gave me a $7 voucher for a sandwich in case I was hungry on my way out of the airport after my, you know, 48-hour nonstop direct flight from Tampa to San Diego or whatever. It was, it was crazy. So, Sounds about that, right. That, that, conference, Sounds that conference was yeah. cool, but it was also like, it was like the um, like the horror story show, you know. It was kind of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre of Sherm conferences or something because I I partnered with a guy who has no idea how to pick hotels, and then my flight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my that's flight, for damn sure. You got fun. that right. It was fun. Oh it was, my god. It was fun. It was. It was oh. one of those things I'll actually that I'll never forget. But we didn't make that mistake again <laughs> in future. Uh, if we shared a room, we didn't. No. We didn't make that mistake in future bookings. We uh, we we at least got you know a, a, a room with our own bathroom. So I'm glad <clears> that we <throat> were able to step it up <laughs> over the uh, over time. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, yeah, that's just one of those. That's for everybody. That's one of those uh, nostalgic moments in time that I was on a was on a budget and found like was like okay, I can do this, right? There was a, this, there was like some thought behind it. It wasn't like willy nilly, and and Mike got dragged into it and willingly, I might add. And then we, yeah, we yeah, still stayed friends. We still stayed friends after it. That's the best part. So <laughs> all true. You know, um, so, and it's funny because it, it really is a, I mean, it really is one of those things where you go like, what the hell were we thinking? But really it, it, it's, uh, you know, we had, we had shared rooms, um, you know, on the econ, right? I mean, you're one of like, 
three people in, in the whole uh, history of my work life that I've been willing to like, you know, be a, have somebody in my room as a bunkmate. So, you know, the, the fact that we did one of them at a hospital uh, <laughs> may, may have made me question my judgment at once, but now nah, it, 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 it worked. We, we, it actually helped cement a, a, a good friendship. And, and, you know, Brian, the fun thing is um, actually this show, um, we have a mutual friend, Phil Wilson, and I knew Phil by reputation, but I didn't really know Phil in person. But you knew him in person from when you lived in Tulsa, right? And um, yep. you, you 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 were doing a show back sometime in back in the day, or doing a series of shows over a week about labor labor and employee relations stuff. And Phil Wilson and I wound up on a show, and I, I'm, Phil has become a personal mentor and. Uh, you know, just as close a friend as you've been for the last eight years. So this this show, you know, you mentioned catching, you know, people meeting each other and making connections. I mean, this show has done that in a lot of ways, man. So, you yeah. know, it's not a question, no, but it just came to mind because we were no, talking about other stuff. It's uh, it's one of those interesting, like you said, I mean, it's it's the connecting connecting part of it. I don't think can be, you know, we get back to like social, like, cause you're on the, the blog, you know, social media, blog squad, social media side to kind of tie back into like the social network part of this. It's about making connections, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's about connecting with people that have some, some things in common, whether profession or uh, passions that they do. And that's really the, uh, to me, that's really the value that social media in general, like the, the technology and ultimately the content and all that kind of like draws me into different people. Um, and I think that's, you can't, for me, I can't understate the value and the power of that ability to connect as an adult and a professional. To, I mean, very hectic life. It's really hard to connect with people and stay connected with people because I might meet somebody and then you go back to your life and we're all busy and you just, it's hard to keep those connections up. So social media um, is an amazing way to do that. And, and I've got a great example. So I have, so I switched about three years ago. It kind of switched careers um, over to the uh, healthcare side of the world, specifically the behavioral uh, and addiction management, addiction recovery side of the, technology side of the world, right? I wanted to go into something that was about as complex as you can get, and healthcare is definitely <laughs> plenty complex. Um, and, and, and I'm like, can I, just to see if I could do it, right? And the, so two things I want to mention on that. So one, I got a hold of, because I didn't have any background in healthcare, right, which puts you at a disadvantage, and I'm starting to get old, so that puts me at another disadvantage for all the yeah. people listening out there. Um, and and so I got a hold of somebody that I had interviewed in 2011 on the drive-through HR and said, hey, you know, how are you? You know, I wanted to catch up. I'm interested in a role you've got with your company. Um, I wanted to talk to you about it and, and got something like within like the same day, had a conversation with like the head of recruiting for this company and got you know, my resume got into the mix and I ended up getting hired and that was three years ago. Right. That was because of drive through HR making that connection. Um, and, and, or I, I honestly don't think I would even got an interview. And so that's one example of just how the social network 
you know, can really be powerful. The second is today there is a, like one of the, like the first, I think it's the first in the U S uh, mental health court um, is based here, was piloted and based here in Broward County. And the judge um, who, who actually oversees all that is somebody that I've been interacting with on Twitter and, and she recently um, wrote a book. Her name is Judge Ginger Lerner Wren. She wrote a book called The Court of Refuge that talks about um, America's first mental health court, right? And just I've never met her, but I follow her on Twitter, and we've exchanged. I've supported kind of what she does. She supported the different stuff that I've done. And I, I said hi to her. I'm going to be down here, and, you know, I uh, just wanted to say hi. And so she hit me up and was like, well, what time are you getting down here? And where are you going to be at? And do you got any time? And I'm like, I'd love to have coffee. So she picked me up at the airport today cool. at Fort Lauderdale. And then we drove down um, in her, you know, she graciously, we drove down to Miami and talked the whole way down, went and grabbed coffee. And, and then she headed back to, Fort Lauderdale, and it was just the coolest thing ever, man. That's just like it's just one of those things, and just talked about like her family and and kind of the the history and writing her, you know, writing the book and kind of really more about the stuff she's did on the humanitarian rights front. And it, I mean, that's you just you can't make that stuff up. And she just was wonderful yeah. and just a just a great person. And that's all connecting through social media. So. Take it seriously, folks. You people are very willing to have a conversation, you know, with you got something in common and you're all HR folks and you have different you just gotta connect the dots and put some work into it and who knows where it can go. So Well it, it's interesting to me, uh, now that I mean that you mentioned that because like we met at True. I think it in I mean I knew you through it I knew you through Twitter and, and that kind of stuff. But I think the first time we met in person was at True Madison, which may have yep. been. So you were, and you were, you were doing a show. So I was thinking that was 09, but if you didn't start driving through till, so it must have been 2010 that we met yeah. in person. It was and we hung March 2010. Yeah. Yep, March 2010. March of 2010. I lose perspective on, on the, you know, and, <laughs> and, and then. Over the, you know, and I was at that time, I was just starting to do stuff with HR Florida. And I had, uh, like, I did a show for the bloggers here. One of the one of the veteran bloggers, and I can't even believe you put veteran in front of this kid's name, is Ben Eubanks. And Ben told me, Mike, we've known each other for 10 years. I'm like, Ben, you're not even 10 years. I mean, I mean, you know, he's and he's doing a podcast, which is, a, you know, kind of a, a grown up version or a. A, a spin-off version is what I mean to say of HR happy hour, right? So there, I mean, this stuff, you know, when we were doing it back in the day of, you know, 09, 2010, remember the spending the time at Sherm National or at HR Florida when you came down as a, a team talking to people about HR people about why they needed to be on social and all the pushback we would get. Oh, it's, I don't have time. Yep. I use email. Remember those days? And it, it's, yep. uh, it's, it's different now, right? And and pod, you know what you started uh, way way back when as a podcast. Now everybody's doing podcasts. I mean, Lori Rudiman has a new one out. There's a time, and I don't mean to say they're you know they're followers. What I'm saying is it's you were way ahead of your way ahead of the curve on that developing this show, 
and and it's kind of become a preferred medium now. And there's a, a, a whole new generation of people that I've interviewed with Sherm, John Thurman, Wendy Daly, and a bunch of others. I don't even know if you know them. Um, I haven't met them in person yet, but I'm going to get to meet them in Chicago in two weeks. So I think, I mean, it, this thing has, this thing was new 10 years ago. It's not now social podcasting, none of this. These are just different means of communicating that help us stay in touch, right? And you and I don't see each other very often. Last time I saw you was with your wife, Mike Love, I think when I was passing through Kansas City probably a couple years ago. Yeah. But we still we still know what's going on, and we still it, it's just different but cool. I think so. I, I don't know where that's going, but anyway, that's my that's my feedback on what you just said. Social media matters. Believe it or not, we just talked through 29 minutes and 30 seconds. We have about 16 minutes left in the show, so I guess we should put whatever other questions you got. But we should probably talk a little bit about Sherb 18 at some point, dude. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Good. I mean, this are but the, you know what? These are all. These are all important topics. We got to get through the important stuff first. Um, That's yes, right. That was sarcastic. So, um, <laughs> so, so what's what's up? Kind of educate me a little bit, man. What is up? Like I said, I, I really truly have transitioned, other than the people, and just twenty years of doing it, I still have an interest in it. But I've transitioned really fully to um, the healthcare space, and so. Right. What what's what's new? Like what's like what's the top one or two things that people are, you know, kind of vibrating on about uh, HR these days? What what keeps them up at night? I'm gonna drop that little yeah. There, there's a, I still know that. I, I still know that script. What what what's top of mind for you? What keeps you up at night? What's next? That it was that was the other <laughs> elegance and beauty of this show. It was 30 minutes, three questions, and uh, you could. You could ask it of anybody. Um, so I, so for me, man, it's uh, you know it's the usual stuff: human resources uh, issues through Washington or state driven around labor policy and that kind of stuff. Um, what are what are unions doing? You know, but I think I think in the bigger HR world, um, Sherm is, has glommed on to the uh, talent acquisition space in a big way. And, and let's face yeah. it, you know, you can you can look, you can look at all the different, you know, all the groups you used to work with, and all, you know, all the people companies that that existed out there, including your what was yours, People Clues, uh, yep, you know, the, those that you know those have morphed into different things, and mergers and acquisitions are going on. But I think I think the just because of the nature of the economy, uh, you know, whatever three point eight percent unemployment really means, like we're we're max employment right now, right? People can find a job, you know, uh, except in the ages sort of way, maybe that you mentioned earlier, but even that, you know, people are working longer. So I think, I think that's a big thing for, I think that's a big thing that Sherm has really focused on. You know, they're doing more conferences. They, they, this obviously the national conference is their, is their big show, but they have the labor and the law policy and they have their talent management right they're doing a diversity inclusion conference they're doing a leadership conference so i mean you know they they continue to try to move you know with the developments in in the hr space they have two government affairs <clears throat> offices in california branches in india china i mean a lot going on with johnny taylor i don't know if you ever saw him speak he replaced tank this year so new ceo uh, you know lots going on at Sherm, uh, and I think, you know, changes mostly for the good from what I've seen so far. Obviously, our mutual buddy Steve Brown is on the board, 
So he's a great voice sure. to kind of stay in, in touch. Yeah. But um, I think ta- talent, you know, talent, um, you know, the na- the future of work, right, what's coming with, uh, you know, the kind of the buzzwords of AI and, you know, all that sort of big data, you know, that's something that people talk about a lot. We don't, I still don't think we have any answers, but there's a, there's a ton of stuff going on. I think the, uh, and I, uh, it'll be interesting to see Sherm 18 kind of what they do talk or talk around. Um, it's, I haven't, I haven't really done my homework yet on setting up my own schedule because I've been talking to all the bloggers. So anyway, that's short answer, I guess. No, no, but that's, uh, you know, it's interesting because now I kind of get the, uh, I, I get to, I, I get to look into it a little different from a little different perspective because I really don't, I really, I, I mean, I read the headlines and some of the, you know, I track cause I track the States cause I, I only deal currently with the state healthcare systems. Right. So I have to track sure. the States that I deal with like Medicaid, kind of what some of the policy I'm, I'm way more involved in your world now because around policy, um, and so that part of it, I kind of see some different things, and I've seen some interesting things happen with how the, like how the, um, like the labor board, you know, kind of is playing out, right. how that's structured, how that's going to impact things. So because it's hitting all the the state, it's hitting some of the state laws, which ultimately can potentially drive into like with the healthcare component um, is kind of intertwining because it gets into some of the, you know the diversity, you know, some of the diversity and inclusion areas. And cause we deal with, like I said, the, um, uh, developmentally disabled. So like we, we deal with different aspects of that, uh, population. And so it's interesting how all of that kind of intersects with HR. Right. Um, right. And so it, it's, that's the part that's interesting to figure out what's going on now. So, but, um, you, you know, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I just was going to say that it's, you know, so, so it's, it's, and I've, I've just found out a little bit about SHRM recently and some of the changes, um, had, I, I was able to have lunch in, uh, DC with, uh, with Andy Kale, who's the former books, you know, mm. bookstore manager, mm-hmm. um, and just got caught up a little bit on, on kind of where, kind of where things are going with that organization. And I deal with the American Psychological uh, APA association a lot more now. And so, and so there's, so it's an interesting, like com- doing the comparison, right? Old industry, new industry, and some of those things. So, um, so anyway, it's kind of a, kind of went down a path there, but, uh, oh, well. No, it's cool. Yeah. No, I, I would say that like, so like, you know, the, some, like some of the things, you know, that the Obama administration, right, had a ton of policy changes, that affected a lot of, you know, not just from a labor and employee relations perspective, but the healthcare, the healthcare program. And of course the, the, the Bush, or I'm sorry, the Bush, the Trump administration has, has been come in and really trying to unwind a lot of that. And, but it's, it's, a, it's been messy. I mean, much like, you know, if you watch, if you just watch the Trump administration through CNN or Fox news or whatever, you know, they're, 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 I don't know. They're different. They're different than the Obama administration, and a lot they haven't got as many appointments in. They don't have secondary leaders. A lot of their policies are, you know, more like it's not so much we have a great new policy as it is we're gonna we're gonna change, you know, we're gonna change the old policy because that's what we promised to do in the election. And 
they've done a lot of they've done a lot to unwind that in the tax reform but it it's i think it still leaves the hr profession you know kind of even a year and a half into the administration like people still really don't know where they're going to go and the the eoc for a specific example is still actually a a democrat or an obama it, it the, you know there's a five person board or committee that kind of decides stuff just like the nlrb well there's only three members and two of those are democrats so you know the eoc is still a functionally an obama-led board and it it hasn't necessarily impacted employers in horrible ways but it's just like things haven't unwound as fast as they as people i believe thought they would right so it's been it's been a bumpy ride and i think sherm has you know has had to respond to that and i think with the the, but the other sure. side of it is the huge vibrant economy, you know, so hiring, you know, technology changes. I mean, it's just, it's a rush. It's, it's been, you know, it's been HR, just like every other business, including yours, I'm sure, is on a fast track. And, you know, mergers, and just everything changes every five minutes, it seems. And it's hard to keep up with what's going on, whether you're a boomers like us or, or millennials or Gen Z. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's uh, and thanks for by the way, thanks for getting me up to speed. I'm definitely. Uh, it's been it, it's fun to kind of get a perspective. Really, like it's again, it, it's catching up with you is just my. It's a normal conversation. Like I, it's like we just we picked up from the last time I saw you. So, um, so what? So what do you think? Like what do you think? Like any predictions on what? might come out of the conference, maybe an area they might focus on, like the, just the, the general tone of it. Um, you know any, yeah, any think, of the keynotes? Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but. Yeah. So, the, so the keynotes, um, and I got, I got a little, I got a little, um, so two of the keynotes and I mentioned of Oscar Munoz, uh, the CEO of United and Cheryl Sandberg, both come from right. companies who are earlier this year faced pretty challenging business situations you know, obviously at Cambridge Analytica, whatever the the use of accounts with Facebook and United, not to not to slam them, but United has had a slew of bad um, sort of bad PR issues come their way over the last couple of years. And so, one of the things I'm really interested in hearing is their their keynotes and whether they. I I hope they address those right. They're in front of like twenty thousand leadership people, so I hope they address sort of those issues and how they've responded to them organizationally uh, and talk about what the leadership's challenges were. I think that's a great opportunity for them. I also think if, you know, if they, if they don't, um, then it, you know, it, it sends a clue about something. I don't know if they don't get it or whatever. So that's like the one thing I'm really curious about everything else. You know, I'm, I mean, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing a, no, a number of speakers, but, um, get, you know, given our six minutes left, um, I don't want to try to run down that list. I'll, uh, I'll blog from them. I mean, you know, the other part of it too is, you know, just renewing relationships with old friends, you know, on the blogger, in the blogger squad and, and elsewhere. Sure. And then like, I, like I've been doing all the, I've been doing all this work on drive through and I've probably interviewed eight to 10 new people, many of whom have never been on the blog squad and have never been to a Sherm national conference before. So I'm really excited about, like, I don't want to say it's like, you know, social media, HR, social media, the next generation, but there's, there's like another, there's like another group out there doing stuff in a vibrant way um, that mirrors sort of some of the stuff that we talked about earlier about when we first fell into social media 
and I'm excited to see that and kind of see what, where they're at and how they're doing it, uh, you know, and kind of plug into that. So those are the, the two things I'm really excited about. And then uh, the, uh, I forget who the band is. Oh, it's Pentatonix, uh, which hmm. is, I guess, um, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm actually not familiar. I guess they're like, a, you know, vocal, you know, anyway, so. No, no controversy there, but you know, you know how it was when Holland Oates came and all that, right? So, so I'll be yeah, doing, I'll yeah. be doing a, I'll be doing a, a, a boat cruise with some of the other bloggers on Tuesday night because I'm not going to go to the show, but, um, you know, I, I think it'll be good, and I think Sherm has come, Sherm Andrew Morton who leads social media, you know, you knew Curtis Midtiff and Andrew took sure. over, and a- Andrew's done a fantastic job with social media over the years and. They're very robust now, and they're doing they're pumping stuff out all the time, as as well as Mary Kaler, Next Chat. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that you know. If you ever want to just pick up and get, you know, get get a, a sound bite once a week, check into Next Chat at 3 p.m. on Wednesday afternoons Eastern Time. They always have a great topic, so I think that's cool. Um, and then really just out for me outside of that, just you know, what sessions will I get to see that I'm not really, you know, I've downloaded the app, but I haven't like done the schedule yet, so. I'll see Steve Brown and a couple of my friends, but I usually try and go and find some off the beaten path kind of thing. So that's my, uh, that's my plan for Sherm 18. Well, that is a, uh, that is a, that is a great plan. And for everybody that's listening, and I'm sure Mike's echoed it many times is just the more you are prepared, the more that will serve you because it is a, it's a big conference. It's a McCormick is a big space and, you want to be efficient in those uh, steps in your time to get the most out of it. So be prepared. Do your homework before you yep. get there, which I'm, I hope, about I'm sure you 20, will. <laughs> I've got about 20 shows that say wear comfortable shoes, wear layers, you know, don't, don't carry everything you own with you every day. Right? The, the normal list, right? Because you do that, you're going to be sure. slipping so much stuff and, and, and all of that. Um, we got about we got about three minutes left, Brian. Um, I, I've got to I got to do a blurb and say goodbye. So let me let me first of all tell you how cool it is that you came back and, and got to do an interview with me. I uh, I had that idea a couple months ago, and I, I really appreciate you being willing to do it. It's been a blast. Uh, any anything you want to you want to share out? Just you know, like going forward from from you know all the way back in the day before we kind of wrap up the show. Yeah, just uh, it, first of all, everybody that was ever guest host, everybody that ever listened, all the guests, um, and, and specifically, uh, you know, William and uh, Nisha for you know being being part of the part of the the journey on all that, and really let, allowing it to sustain for a long time, like right up to right now. So you guys have all just been part of the drive through HR family. And so it's so fun to come back and thank you for asking. It's, it has been a blast. And, and so probably the one thing is I am, I am already started on and well into my follow-up to note to self, which I wrote in 2015, which, you know, Mike, you, we're part yep. of so um so i'm i'm working on the next the next um version of that currently and so that hopefully will uh be out beginning of next year so 
stay tuned on that. So that's my shameless self-plug. Cool. Well, Brian, thanks so much, really, for coming back. I mean, it really, I'm honored, and I'm really, uh, I've done what I can to try to carry the legacy. Uh, whether it's good or bad, I've done what I can. It's been good. All good. Thanks for being here, and uh, I'm going to, I got, I'm going to, we got like a minute left, so uh, I'm going to wish you farewell and enjoy Miami and your conference and do this closing, uh, do this closing closing blurb for Clear Company, and I will catch you soon. Okay, buddy? Sounds good. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, thanks, man. I'll catch up with you soon. How about that? That see sounds ya. good, Brian. Thanks. All right. See ya. This podcast has been sponsored by Clear Company. It was a special podcast with the original founder, Brian Wempen, of the show. A complete talent management system from Clear Company unifies recruiting, onboarding, performance management, and goal tracking into one award-winning solution. Learn how you can hire more A players with Clear Company by visiting clearcompany.com for product information. Thanks so much for doing the show today, and I'm going to end the show now. Everybody, have a great afternoon.